listening to Keeping It Positive, where we try to keep it positive. And here is your amazing host, Travis Timmons. You are listening to Keeping It Positive, and this is your host, Travis. And today, I want to wish you guys a happy new year, first off, because it's 2020, and I cannot believe it. Um, the, the new year's here, and it's really interesting because... Um, I j- felt like it was just November, but it's 2020 and you know, we have a few changes to the show that I want to let you guys know about, including the ho- co-host. We no longer have a co-host. Emily is taking some time off to focus on herself. That doesn't mean she's not coming back and that she's not going to try to do her best to be here as much as possible. But for now, it's going to be us. And of course, we're going to bring guests on along the way to help you still create the same show that brings you topics every week that help you change your life, help you enjoy your life, and have you, help you have a better life. So Happy New Year. And with it being the new year, we're talking about new year, new goals, and new me, or new you. A new us, actually. New Keeping It Positive fam together. So today I want to welcome a very special guest, one of my very good friends, Natasha. Hi. Natasha, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Okay, you're a little nervous. It's your first time. Yes. <laughs> okay, so first time being on a podcast, first time recording anything. Yes. Have you is. not ever done a YouTube video? Nothing? Nothing. Why? I don't know. I mean, actually, it's been recommended to me time and time again, but I've, you know, yeah. I've never gone and done it. So. Right. And you have kids. I do. do they, are they old enough to where they'll record something for themselves? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. And do they? Uh, yeah, my son, yeah. he's a teen, so... Right. Yeah, they but, like those YouTube <clears throat> channels and Fortnite and all yes, that good and, stuff. Yeah, and my daughter, she likes to watch other other video, other kids of her uh, age videos on YouTube. Yeah, so. there's yeah. a lot of kids on YouTube, yes. and they have some huge followings. Absolutely. So, very uh, interesting. Yeah, for sure. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having and me. And I'm so excited to have you. But first off, everybody wants to know who you are and what do you do. Okay, great. So <clears throat> thank you for allowing me the opportunity. So I'll go by my first name. I'm Natasha, and I am a family nurse practitioner here in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, so basically what I do, I just take care of people. I take care of patients. Um, right. I do work on the outpatient setting. I see patients at our um, clinic and I also see patients in the outpatient setting, inpatient setting, sorry, um, the hospital, which is more of an acute care. And I also see patients at skilled nursing facilities, so nursing home patients as well. Right. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? I have been doing that for now three years. Wow. Yeah, but altogether I've been a nurse for 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So I've yeah, just uh, progressed from being a registered nurse, um, working for one of uh, the main um, hospital here in Orlando, Florida. So during my nursing career, and then I transitioned into being an NP, and now it's been three years, and it's been great. Right. So how how's what's the process like for something like that? How did you go from being a nurse? Mm-hmm. Like, what's schooling like? What's it like? Yeah. So of course there is a there is a very specific track to become a nurse practitioner. Um, generally speaking, you would have to get an undergraduate degree, so right. Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Um, I do know some of my colleagues who are nurse practitioners who actually never practiced um, as registered nurse. So right. they just went straight through. So they went okay. got their bachelor's 
and um, then subsequently got their master's and became nurse practitioner. For me particularly, and that's the mostly done track, um, I was initially a registered nurse, bachelor's educated, and then I decided to go for my master's. So right. I went for extra uh, an additional two and a half years of studies, which um, allowed me to get my master's. And from there, uh, being credentialed by uh, the Board of Nursing right. here, wherever, whatever state you live in, for us, for instance, in, in Florida, and uh, got credentialed and became a nurse practitioner. So right. in addition to four years of bachelor's, then you get an extra two years. So that's about all together, six, about six and a half years of study right. together. So my question, this is for me, mm-hmm. what is the difference between you and a doctor? The difference between a nurse practitioner and a doctor really is uh, credentialing, okay. to be honest with you, and different track and accrediting um, agencies. So, so for, what can they do that you can't? There's not much, is there? There is not much. Yeah. Again, it's just credentialing and schooling. Right. So we all have different paths. For instance, for a nurse practitioner, as I said, um, you are educated at the highest level, which is a master's degree, right. um, which by state law, with a master's degree as a nurse practitioner, I can um, diagnose, I can um, treat, right. I can order, I can do everything that a medical doctor can do. Wow. Um, as opposed to a medical doctor, they just went to medical school. Right. And the schooling, as you know, is a bit more. Yeah. Um, to become a medical doctor, but um, as nurse practitioners, and also there is uh, mid-level providers. They call they refer to us as mid-level product, uh, providers. Okay. There's also physician assistants. So right. <clears throat> if anyone um, is being followed or being cared for by a physician assistant, it would be the equivalent of a nurse practitioner. Okay. Except that the physician assistant, they are accredited by the Board of Medicine, just like right. doctors or physicians. And right. nurse practitioners are accredited by the Board of Nursing. Right. So in all, that would be the main um, difference. Right. So what what happened in your <clears throat> life or what started you on this track of wanting to help people become a nurse first and right. then nurse practitioner? <clears throat> well, you know, honestly, nursing was not my first career choice right uh, it's interesting how life takes you to different paths right. um, I do have um, a degree in communication and media arts oh wow yeah. I did not know that yeah so that's where I started right. and uh, life as I said is so unpredictable sometimes and uh, I was having a hard time breaking into that area right um, having moved from another state and not having gone to school here in Florida so it was a bit hard to make connections yeah so um, it proved to be challenging so okay. um, in true fashion person that I am um, you know I just became realistic with mm-hmm. what was you know what was happening so then um, I decided that hey what would be the second best option, right. you know, what could I possibly do to just um, help people and be right. good at and be good at it? So um, I just so happened to I was watching a show one day and I think a commercial came on. It was Johnson and Johnson and okay. how nursing make a difference. True yeah. story. And after I watched that commercial, something just sparked in me. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can do that. Right. You know, the way the commercial presented itself, um, just showing like everything that nursing do and the mm-hmm. difference that they do make. And um, I started making, doing some research. And right. 
I went to a few local um, schools here and I asked questions. I went right. on the internet and I just did some research and mm -hmm. I said, my God, I think this is it. This right. is it. And uh, from there, I enrolled, went back to school and, um, you know, the rest is history. But even when I became an RN, my long-term goal was to ultimately become a nurse practitioner. Okay. So it's not something that I decided after. Right. It was my long-term goal. Right. So, so you went to the, a regular school and did RN. You mm -hmm. did, went four years bachelor's degree. Yes, I did. I get my bachelor's and then I continue. I took a small break okay. um, because I wanted to focus on you know having a family. And right. afterwards, then I went back and got my master's. Wow. Yeah. And that it's a little bit of a process, right? It Medical is. school is, but that's a process as well. Absolutely. Lots Absolutely. of studying. Lots of studying, lots yeah. of sleepless nights. Right. Lots of commitments. Um, but what had helped me through everything is you do have to have good support. Right. You know, support from family, support from friends. You mm -hmm. do rely on those around you to right. really understand that you cannot be as available as you were once, you yeah. know? And of course, with anything that you want to achieve, hard work is essential. Right. Can't do it without hard work. Right. And you know, this was not going to be a question I had to ask you, but how did, like with studying, that's some tedious work. It's not something as simple as four plus four. Mm -hmm. It's serious like math and understanding <clears throat> medicine and the body and yes. the mind. How did you, like, what would be some tips for people who are going through it right now? Nursing, medical school, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. to stay on track. Um, basically, you just have to always remember the why you got into it right. to begin with. Because right. then you'll be challenged where you do have times where you just question yourself. You're like, right. why did I do that? Only because of the level of commitment right. and perhaps having to alter your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you cannot readily go out anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, everything has to be pre-planned. Right. Um, so once, um, the way you can keep yourself level, for me at least, I can say it's always remembering why I got into it. So right. anytime that I would be discouraged, I will remember why I got into it and how much I wanted it, how badly. Right. So, and not to think too far ahead. And mm -hmm. this is the um, advice that I usually give people that tell me, oh, you know, I would love to become a nurse practitioner or whatever field of study. I say, don't think too hard, too uh, far ahead. Right. Just one day at a time. Right. You know, because without that, then you start to lose control. You start mm -hmm. to lose focus. Right. Allowing yourself to jump too far ahead, then you just see the multitude of work yeah. that is pending, and right. sometimes that can create anxiety. You of know, course, it can right. create a feeling of doom. So you just take it step by step, one day at a time, one week at a time. And as you reach one goal, then you take a deep breath, then you tackle the next one. Right. Yeah. Right. That's incredible. So with it being 2020 mm -hmm. and everyone's trying to get happier and healthier, yes. I see it all over social media. 2020, new me, da 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 I even post those posts. Yeah, I, you did. I did. I wrote, I wrote on New Year's Eve while I was at work that 2019 was good, but 2020 is going to be even better. Yeah. It's like two, <clears throat> Travis 2.0. Awesome. You know, and it's a good way to look at it. Absolutely. But we have to put it into effect, right? We have to work at it. Yeah. Because I think the what presses people to always want to think, oh my God, this is a new year, new me. Right. Because honestly, it's it's like a restart button. 
it when is. I think about it, it. Like you are done with right. the year and mm-hmm. then a new opportunity. So it's a, t- it's a time people look at it as a time to start fresh. Right. Whatever it is that you may have failed or you did not get to accomplish, okay, right. this is it. Now, whether or not you get to do it is one thing, but I'd like to think that it's just the effort that people make in thinking, okay, this is it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I have a question for you, and yes. I want you to think about this one. <laughs> yeah. What are three to five things that you would do to, imp- to give advice? What advice would you give? Three to five things mm-hmm. to people who are trying to get happier and healthier. Okay, happier and healthier. You know, I mean, for me, um, when I think about giving a definition i also i also like to think about what it means so again happiness to me is a relative term right what makes one person happy might not be the same thing that'll make another person happy so it's all in perspective Mm -hmm. however when you think about being wholesome and being happy and being content um, I think first and foremost, especially being in the medical field, right. so I always like to prioritize health. Okay, <laughs> um, I always defer to that because it is a fact and right. it is um, it is important in someone's the way someone view themselves and also part of being happy. Right. So I would say exercising definitely mm-hmm. that's part of a healthy component. Also, we also have to bear in mind eating. Right. Okay. And I hate the term diet. I oh, don't goodness. like it. I'm one of those providers. I don't like it. I don't right. use it with my patients. Um, I just look at it and the way I would describe it is healthier eating. Okay. Right. So rather than the term diet, because to me, diet is too constricted. Right. You know, and it's, it's almost like you you are into a, a, a box and you're just doing it just to achieve a goal and then right. that's it. Right. Rather than just a, an entire lifestyle modification. So I think about healthy eating. And then another important factor, which probably people don't think about, is um, getting enough sleep. Right. Okay, getting enough rest. Right. Um, and then I'd like to think also about doing more of what you enjoy. Right. You know, what makes you happy? Because we live in a world where I feel that we constantly give and give and give. Mm-hmm. But what do you give yourself? Um, right. Do something that makes you happy. And this can be in a form of doing something that you enjoy. Do you enjoy reading? Do you right. enjoy just going to the park and sitting and just enjoying relaxing, the weather right. and relaxing? Do you enjoy just spending more time with your family? Right. Do you enjoy uh, painting? Whatever. Right. Do more of what you enjoy. Right. And then lastly, just um, love yourself no right. matter what. Right. No matter what. Um, imperfection or shortcomings, just mm-hmm. allow yourself, give yourself permission to love yourself just the way you are. Right. So we're going to break this down a little bit. Eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so eating was on the top of your list. Yes. And you said not, not a diet. We're not doing a diet. No. We're changing the way we eat for a lifestyle. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what would a healthy, healthier mm-hmm. plate look like? Well, when you think about, when I think about healthy, um, especially when it comes to eating, um, I think about balance. Okay. Okay. So when you think about balance, of course, um, it's all about healthy choices, right? right? So if you look at a plate, um, you want to keep your plate balanced with um, uh, consistency of good protein, Mm -hmm. 
Um, then of course you do have your vegetables, right? And then you have your healthy carbs. Okay. okay? So if you think about a plate, so half of your plate really, uh, if you visualize the plate, half of it should be um, vegetables. And then a quarter should be your protein and the other quarter should be, um, um, it should be your um, healthy carb. Healthy carbs. So what, right. what would be a healthy carb? Healthy carbs should be um, anything that is not, like if you think about healthy carb, it would be anything that, the way I like to simplify it is just color, right? Right. So for instance, um, your healthy carbs would be um, your browns. So mm -hmm. you would have your wheat, um, you would have your sweet potatoes, then you would have your brown rice, um, as opposed to simple carbs, which are things that instantly gives you a lift but then you crash so right. that would be your sugars that would be your white breads your white right. potatoes and so on and so forth right okay so that's a healthy plate yes now i've always had this thing where i like to eat late at night mm -hmm. what do you think about that i don't think it's the best option okay um, or at the very least um what i'd like to think if you think about everything you do think about choices think right. about balance now I wouldn't say that eating late at night is necessarily bad. Right. What I would reinforce is the choice of what you're eating. Right. Okay. So some people do have the munchies. There's nothing wrong with perhaps having the munchies and wanting to eat. But what are you reaching for? Right. right? Are you reaching for potato chips? Or M&M's. M&M's, right? <laughs> or are you reaching for um, a bowl of healthy cereal right. with um, perhaps almond milk, a healthier right. version? So right. always think about healthier version mm -hmm. so healthy versus non-healthy right so to answer your question i wouldn't say that eating late is wrong but mm -hmm. it's what you are reaching for the choices that you're making when right you're eating late right all right so the next thing is going to be exercising yes so as how often should somebody be exercising again it's it's all about lifestyle right. and what fits your lifestyle so right. again someone can give advice but what works for someone may not of work course. for another person right. And a lot of it goes into what you do for a living, mm -hmm. the hours that you work, right. um, if you have family, if you have other things to take care of. Right. So how can you fit in exercise? Okay. Right. So you really have to analyze your lifestyle and your work schedule and everything else to see how you can fit it. Right. So do you believe in this <clears> thing where they say food is, what you eat is 80%, exercise is 20%? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. Right. Um, I see it all the time at the office with some right. of my patients that I work with. I mean, although exercise is important, right. um, I think that a lot of the way of uh, someone look ultimately right. is what they're eating. Right. Um, I would further reinforce that by saying, for instance, um, I, you have people who go to the gym. You probably, probably met some of these people. They say, hey, I go to the gym every single day. Right. And they don't look it. Mm. They don't look it. So a lot of it is don't, you cannot say that you go to the gym and then waste it all by not making healthy choices as far as you're eating. Right. Because then it, it, it just negates mm -hmm. all your hard work. Yeah. Um, because of course, you know, exercising is good for uh, cardiovascular health. Yeah. So it's not only aesthetic appeal, although right. it's nice, you right. know, to have muscles and right. develop lean muscles and being fit, but cardiovascular health as well. 
Right. But um, in exercising and then not eating healthy mm-hmm. or having a healthier choice and keeping that balance, right. then you really put it all to waste. Right, yeah. right. What do you think about intermittent fasting? I actually don't mind intermittent fasting. Really? It's something that I implement myself. Okay. Um, but what I would recommend is that you have to make sure that you are healthy, that your body's healthy and able to sustain it. Right. Um, but intermittent fasting has proven to be very efficient, very effective in helping uh, people lose weight. Right. For sure. So the next thing would be sleep. Yes. Oh my gosh. So sleep. Now, does it matter whether you sleep at night or do you sleep at the day? Mm-hmm. Or is a night's rest the best thing in the world? Or should if somebody works nights and they don't sleep at all they sleep in the morning mm-hmm. will you ever gain back that sleep you get at night i think to be honest with you and i have read on some stu- studies that right. prove that the body to be honest um was intended that was inner rhythm inner circadian rhythm was um intended to sleep at night okay okay uh, our body by design was not intended to be up at night. However, okay, there are jobs that yeah. require us. There's yeah. nothing we can do about that. For me, I spent 11 years working night shift. Really? Yes. Wow. So I know, I can relate to the many people out there that feel that everything is out of whack. Right. Um, because their job obligates them to work mm-hmm. during the night. Yeah. But what I would say, we would have anything that we do that goes against what the body is intended to, we have to find a way to um, gain that back. Right. So to answer your question as far as do you ever gain it back, you can, absolutely, right. but you right. just have to strategize it. Right. So if you work night shift, absolutely you would have to gain that sleep back during the day. Right. Uh, in that being said making sure that your sleep is not interrupted. So of course, it's not easy during the no, day. No, not but at all. But some of the things that you can do, you have to turn off your phone. Right. Um, I remember having blackout shades because oh, I wow. wanted to stimulate nighttime. Right. Um, because any side of light for me, right. it, it just throws you it's off. It's time to get up. Yes. Right. So the first thing, I did not want any interruption, so I would turn off my phone and I blacked out my room so I'm in that ambience where I can at least get six hours right. um, if I can um, to catch up on, on, on the fact that I was up overnight. Right. So what's a good amount of sleep someone should get? At least. At least, study has showed that eight hours. Eight hours. Yes. Although you do have people who do respond differently. Right. So again, it's going to be a case by case. We can never be too strict and rigid in mm-hmm. thinking that okay this is what studies show and this is how much um you do have people who do very well with six hours right okay six hours of right. sleep they're ready to go they're well rested mm-hmm. and then you do have a, a other amount of people who do need eight hours i'm one of those people like right. i need fully eight really? hours of sleep wow but studies have shown that on average people a person needs about six to eight hours of sleep right yes right so before we go into the next two which is going to be doing what you love and loving yourself Mm -hmm. we had a viewer question Mm -hmm. and the question is going to be inflammation 
Uh-huh. How do we fight inflammation? Our body feels like it's always inflamed. So yes. how do we fight it? Yes. Well, inflammation, a lot of it, depending. So are you relating to joint inflammation or Bo- just the com- body? Body just being inflamed, pain. Yeah. Well, so I guess you could say joint, the listener said. Mm-hmm. You know, overall, the body. Mm-hmm. The body inf- inflammation. How does it work? Yeah. Why do we just get inflamed? Yeah. So when you think about inflammation, it is a natural process of the body. So right. if you think about the body... Your body, you think about it as, it's like a box, okay? okay. Um, this is the best way that I can explain it. It's a box that belongs to you, so right. it's you. But that box basically is able to communicate to you. So when the body is offended, the body reacts, right. okay? Um, so inflammation is a reactive process right. of something that the body is not agreeing with. Okay. So now whether that offender could be a food that right. you ate or something that you were exposed to. So okay. the body developing in inflammation. Right. Now, there is also uh, a process by which the body can be inflamed, which is autoimmune. Right. Now, the autoimmune factor is basically your body not recognizing what is good within itself right. and starts to react against its own self. Right. So if you do have, and this is why when someone feels that you may be um, battering inflammation, you would have to seek help um, right. to be followed so that we can identify what's the core, the source of the inflammation. Right. Some people do have inflammation reaction, as I said, through food. Right. So what you would do, normally you would avoid what right. caused those, those um, irritation. And then there are some tests that can be conducted to determine if it's an autoimmune response, meaning if it's your body that's attacking itself right. through. And then if that's in fact what's identified, then there are medications that uh, you have to take right. um, to alleviate um, that response. Right. Okay, so doing what you love. That's mm-hmm. simple pretty much. Yeah. Honest, honestly, it's yeah. doing something you enjoy. Um, but we don't always find time for that do we I would say no right yes and no right you know unless we make a conscious effort right to find it yeah. or to make it to right. make the time right because honestly I'm one of those people that where whenever I'm busy with work or school or whatever I'm doing I t- my time that I'm down and mm-hmm. don't have anything to do I find it doing stuff for other people or working or trying to do put it somewhere else mm-hmm. and then my body lacks or my happiness lacks because I'm not taking time for sure you know Mm -hmm. but i guess that conscious effort does kind of but it's hard it's not easy to do that Mm -hmm. and say okay i gotta take time for me it's not something i put on my calendar right and and that's the thing um i think one of the main thing is learning to say no right when you have to oh right learning to say no when you have to because your first commitment should be to yourself right um, being a little bit selfish, you know, it's okay right. just to yourself. If you cannot or if you overwhelm and then something else get dumped into your plate, it's okay to say, you know what? No. Or reschedule it. Right. Okay. And again, the key word here is conscious effort. Right. You have to first identify that, you know what, I need time for myself. Right. Once you've identified that need, make that conscious effort to keep some time to yourself. Let's say you're on your way from work, right? And you, let's say you're anticipating you off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think anticipation help to keep ourselves 
liable right. for making that promise. Right. I find myself sometimes, I look ahead and I say, you know what, I'm off Saturday, for instance. Right. You know what? Saturday, I am going to sleep in. Right. And there is no way in the world that I am going to do anything. I'm going right. to sleep in. So I'm already planning ahead and say, you know, I'm going to sleep because my body feels like I do need that extra rest. Right. And I have found myself uh, being able to fulfill that because I've planned it ahead and I've said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And if right. something comes up, you know, learning to say no for one or mm -hmm. just trying to find another way to fit it in or reschedule it. Right, right. So that goes with loving yourself. Yes. So loving yourself. What is the definition of loving yourself to you? Loving yourself to me uh, would be to just... Uh, Allow myself to give self-acceptance. Right. Okay? Allow myself, loving myself enough to surround myself with positivity. Right. Um, and allow myself to just um, be in the moment, be right. present. Right. Um, to me, that's the definition of loving myself. Loving yourself, just giving yourself the best. Right. Okay? And recognizing that you're not perfect, but still accepting yourself. Right. Because, of course, I always feel that the world, if you don't know who you are, and if you don't allow yourself to stand firm and say, you know what, I love myself, regardless right. of what the world says, right. it's easy to just um, fall apart yeah. and fall victim, quote-unquote. Right. Right. to um, the many judgment or mm -hmm. whatever it may be that the outside world may bring to your inner inner peace. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I love this. Thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome. Okay. So before we leave and before we close the show, yes. I want you to leave the listeners with a motivation for this upcoming week. Mm -hmm. A motivation, I mean, honestly, is just to keep it simple. Right. Okay. Keep it simple. Um, one of the five points that I did share, I will start with something that I know for sure everyone will be able to follow. Right. Getting enough sleep. Right. Okay. It's right. very easy. Okay. So we do have long days. We do have stressful lives. Right. But what I have found is that, um, what gets in the way of our sleep is our inability to turn off. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. And when I say turn off, I mean turn off the mind, mm -hmm. but also turning off our electronics. And going out and enjoying life. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So I can challenge, and I challenge all the listeners as yes. well as myself. Yeah. I continuously challenge myself to know that once you off, you off. So once right. you leave work, right. you've, leave, you've left work. Right. That's it. And once you start to just, you know, at night to start to unwind, prepare right. yourself for a restful sleep. So turn off your phone or put the phone away right. and then just start to get in that mode about an hour before bedtime. Right. Um, so that the mind itself is not wired. Right. It's not heightened mm -hmm. by, you know, text messages or yeah. social media. And once you do that and you find that you're able to peacefully just shut everything down and hopefully the mind is shut down and the body starts to shut down and then you can sleep peacefully and have a good night's sleep and right. wake up refreshed the next right. day. So sleep, sleep, Absolutely. sleep. Absolutely. And I think that's a challenge that we all can follow. Right. 
we all can appreciate it. I myself, for starters, you and also right. the listeners, because I think that's one of the main complaints, honestly, that I see our patients, right. uh, where patients come in with the main issues, they cannot sleep, right. they're unable to sleep. And this is something that affects everyone across the, the age, right. uh, whether my young patient, to my middle age, to my older patients. Right, right, yes. right. Well, Natasha, thank you for coming in again. You're very welcome, and Travis. It was a pleasure. It's been so much fun, and we've learned a lot. We have really learned a lot about ourselves and about you know every, our bodies yes. and all that good stuff. And next week, we're going to be doing, well, I'm going to be doing the new year kind of stuff. We're going to be doing a vision board. We're nice. going to be setting goals because yes. we have to set goals for this new you year. Do. Um, I've already kind of made my list. I think I made about 15 of them. Oh, wow. Very and it's nice. good goals, though. You know, it's like things that I have to accomplish before the end of the year. Good. And it rem- helps me look back. So are those goals goals that some of them are you, fi- are you just bringing them from last year or these are all new goals? Right. So last year I made goals and I've kind of gotten this routine where I make the goals and then whatever I did not accomplish in the year, in the year before... I bring it into the new year. I so see. maybe like three of them are for, from okay. last year that I'm still working and on. And that's okay because yeah. that means that you're still keeping your focus. Right. You still goals. have those goals. Right, right, right. So of course you can follow us on social media, keepingitpositivepodcast.com, keepingitpositivepodcast everywhere. You can send us your questions at keepingitpositivepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with your friends because you know what? This is how we bring you great content every week. And again, we want to thank you so much for coming, Natasha. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week. And until next time, don't forget to keep it positive. This has been another episode of Keeping It Positive, and we want to thank you for joining us on this journey and going along with us every week as we bring you new topics, new content each week. Tune in next Saturday for another great episode.